0: Good morning and welcome to Wednesday morning, June the 8th in 2022 on When Our Eyes. Today we're in Year C. This is Trinity Sunday coming up this Sunday. And on the Wednesday of the week, we we'll to take a look at one of the extra passages that are just left off there in the Revised Common Lectionary that we don't have a, a day or a category for. And so we're in luck this week. We've got a few extra passages to choose from. So I thought we'd land in the book of Proverbs today. Proverbs chapter 8 verses 1 through 4 and then verses 22 through 31. So let me read that passage, provide a couple points for reflection, and we'll spend our time praying along with the theme that we find there. Thanks for making this part of your morning on When I Rise. Let's allow our souls to rise meet God together in a time of prayer. Proverbs chapter 8, verses 1 through 4, and then 22 through 31 does not wisdom call out does not understanding raise her voice at the highest point along the way where the paths meet she takes her stand beside the gate leading into the city at the entrance she cries aloud to you O people i call out i raise my voice to all mankind the lord brought me forth as the first of his works before his deeds of old i was formed long ago at the very beginning when the world came to be where there were no watery depths i was given birth Where there were no springs of overflowing with water before the mountains were settled in place before the hills i was given birth before he made the world or its fields or any of the dust of the earth i was there when he set the heavens in place when he marked out the horizon of the face of the deep when he established the clouds above the fixed securely and fixed securely the fountains of the deep when he gave the sea its boundary so the waters would not overstep his command when he marked out the foundations of the earth Then I was constantly at his side. I was filled with delight day after day, rejoicing always in his presence, rejoicing in his whole world, and delighting in mankind. This is the word of God for us. So just in case you might find yourself in like i don't know a bible trivia competition i mean those things might still exist uh maybe it's in a sunday school maybe it's in a small group a live group or maybe you're just with a group of friends and you're having a charcuterie board or something like that and somebody raises the question what was the first thing that god created you might be tempted to go to genesis 1 and 2 and say ah it was the lights, uh, it was light, right? God says that in Genesis 1, right? And we can begin to go like th- check through all the order of creation according to Genesis 1, look at Genesis 2, the other creation story, begin to look at the order of that creation story. Um, but you need to be reminded of what it says in Proverbs chapter 8 if we could take it at face value, it says actually, wisdom was the first work that God brought forth. And so, before there's anything else, anything that we could see. Wisdom is created. Now this is an interesting line of thinking. So how do we make sense of all this? Okay, let's take a look at Proverbs in general. Proverbs in general must have been some sort of training manual for young men in particular, as they were emerging from childhood to adulthood, right? Around that 12, 13, 14 age group where it was just understood that they were gonna go through a rite of passage and they were gonna be less in the being provided for and then turning around being providers for others. Okay and so in order to train them up and have them ready there there was this, there seemed to be a text there seemed to be a series of teachings that they would immerse this young life into so that they would be ready and formed in order to navigate the complexities of life. And so Proverbs is one of these sources, right? And it's a wonderful source. Uh, there's 31 of them, so if you read one a day, uh, on most months you cover all of the book of Proverbs and You'll find that there's all these truisms right uh, there's these statements about how to keep wealth and not to lose it um, how to be success successful in your work or how to have great companionship and this is generally understood that proverbs if you follow them if i follow them we we'll have a higher batting average of success it doesn't mean that we're always going to succeed but eight out of ten times you apply the proverbs and you'll land at the thing that expects to happen in your life right but but there are always exceptions to the rules we have to keep that in mind life is super complicated right but in proverbs chapter 8 we have this interesting call to consider wisdom Um, wisdom was an important category in ancient literature it certainly is today we still find wisdom traditions thriving in a world like ours even in the world of google where you can get A million answers in a millisecond. There still is this sense of, like, yeah, like that might be like the falsetto voice of the song, but like, where's the bass note that holds all this thing together, right? And so we're always craving wisdom. Why is that? Proverbs 8 says, because wisdom's been from the beginning. Like it was there at God's side, delighting in all of God's work. So before the foundations of the mountains, which have endured, which seem to never move or change. Like before something as predictable as mountain ranges, wisdom was there. And so the overall message of Proverbs 8 is... Yes, fads come and go and sometimes fads are good because it helps to open up our mind to new thinking But they come and go like don't place all of your like don't lean all of your weight on the support of a fad Why not trust something that's been there from the beginning now? It's not saying that wisdom is like an old thing and fads are these You know highfalutin new things trying to replace the old thing It's not that dynamic because wisdom births new things. We see that in these verses in Proverbs chapter 8, but there's this interesting call to us to gain wisdom. This idea of wisdom was something that was debated hotly in the intertestamental period. So between the Old and New Testaments, we have these extra books that we have and we can retrieve. And there's a couple of them that are having a shouting match with one another. This is right around the time of Jesus, a little bit before, a little bit after, these texts are coming into being and they're considering where is wisdom? Because the average Israelite was having a very, difficult human experience, which led some to believe that perhaps God withdrew his blessing from Israel, including wisdom. Like He's not going to entrust something as valuable as wisdom to us anymore because we can't handle it. We can't manage it. We can't protect it. And so it has vanished from us. But in John chapter one, we hear this like, no, wisdom has actually arrived in a person. John chapter one says, in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. The word was with God in the beginning. And so this idea of Word is not like words on a page. In original language, is the word logos, which is the logic. How this creation runs and how it's put together and how it moves forward. And so what John is saying is this Greco-Roman category of logos, of the logic of God, that is this force that we can't quite see but we know is there. John, as a Jew, is saying, what you're talking about is logos. We've always considered it as wisdom. Some of us have been wondering if wisdom is around anymore. Like his world spiraling out of control and unraveling, God's creation unraveling from its core. What we confess is that that wisdom has come rushing back and it's been formed into person. And so on this Trinity Sunday, I love how the lectionary divines put Proverbs chapter eight in here, because as we grapple with wisdom, and as we see wisdom fulfilled in John chapter one in a place like you know, First Corinthians chapter one, where Paul says that Jesus is wisdom. Our wisdom from God is that those of us who seek wisdom, we have now the opportunity to seek Christ. And as we find Christ, we also find wisdom. And so, how does this land for us in our experiential plane or for our real life? What is practical about this? That you and I are always wrestling with something that's difficult—two good things or a bad thing and not so bad thing. We're trying to make a choice between them. Life is tough. Uh, We need patience to endure. Uh, We've. Giving our hands to great work and it's going to take a long time for that work to come to pass there's a thousand temptations just to give up because we don't know if we have what it takes to, um, to to go all the way to the finish line uh there's interesting uh talking points in our culture it doesn't seem to be a clear answer on either side of a hotly divided issue and so we're tempted just to kind of like bow out of all of it and say hey man life is short i get so bogged down with these things but Wisdom calls us back into the fray. Wisdom says, hey, if this is something that's actually eternal, something that's substantial, something that animates human life, it's always worth it. Therefore, you can follow me as a guide through the murky and confusing and haze of this complicated life. Some of us are in the middle of that right now, and so we need wisdom. So we need Jesus. So with that in mind, let's spend some time praying to our God this morning. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we come to you in need once again, and we rejoice that Jesus, you are wisdom from God for us, that you lead us, you rescue us, you lead us, you fill us, and you animate our imaginations with hope and with eternity, and you set that within our hearts, and we just confess to you today that we need your help because we're bogged down, uh, we're weighed down. Anxiety has caused us to not see things clearly. Uh, We hear a shouting match on both sides of an issue loved ones on both sides of that issue and we have this pull inside we'd rather like retreat and vanish from it Uh, we'd rather uh, find some easy quick answer just to move on so that tensions calm down but we know that you're up to something we sense like a bass note something deep is happening within this culture and even though people are forecasting uh, perhaps overhaul people are uh forecasting more difficult days ahead we just understand that wisdom was there from the beginning and wisdom continues to delight in god's world and therefore there is a better word there is a third way where we can enter into the challenges of life we can be animated by hope and and wisdom and joy and grapple with these difficult and thorny issues so god i pray that you draw us together other people who are like-minded in this endeavor i pray for a coalition of wise people who won't give up on life, who won't give up on our peers, on both sides of thorny issues, who won't give up uh, on our culture that seems to be wandering into a danger zone. I pray that you just breathe upon your church, that we'd be peacemakers who sow in peace because you promise us that in the back end of that, there will be a harvest of righteousness. And so God, we pray that you would call your loved ones today, that wisdom would call out and we would respond to wisdom's call. And I pray that we'd be animated and empowered for the work ahead.